The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. And today we will be interviewing Greg Delgado, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Greg is the community organizer for an organization called Main Street Alliance. Uh, We'll be talking about the work they're doing with small businesses and the community here in Central Oregon. Greg's an old friend of KPOV and the show and of the community and community organizing. Greg, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. All right. It's a, it's definitely our pleasure this morning to have you here on the show. What uh, Can you start out by telling us what is the Main Street Alliance? Well, Main Street Alliance is a national organization, and here in uh, Oregon we have over 2,000 small businesses that are networked and connected together to working on issues mainly of social justice and also defending the the, the small business owners here in our communities. All right, and what um, what kinds of things, as a community organizer, what kinds of things do you do do you do to advance those issues? Well, right now, uh, because I'm kind of new with them here in Central Oregon and we're starting up here, is starting to get the voices and listen to our local community business owners and find out what's, what's, what are their struggles uh, as, as a business owner, but also what are their struggles um, on a state level and also on a national level. So we're looking at all those pictures. But <clears throat> the first thing is to hold up their voices here in the communities because uh, so many people say, well, we support small businesses, but they don't have this voice so they can speak about what's important to them, including social justice issues and, you know, political issues, but also what's affecting their businesses as a community as well. And what are some of those issues uh, that small businesses are, are facing? Um, some of the major issues, uh, they're very active around uh, the health care issues. They're also very active around uh, access to funding for small businesses. And the the big one we're working on right now is working on paid family medical leave. It's a big issue for them. Uh, small businesses are struggle to keep good workers and uh, be able to uh, give them time off when they need to when they are um, when they're ill or family matters. And so they're really uh, active around uh, paid family medical leave. And is that is that for uh, getting legislation about? Yeah. yeah, we're trying to build some legislation for the next session to get uh, have the conversation around uh, what paid medical family medical leave will look like. So we're going to start by probably bringing some of our uh, community members together with the small businesses and community leaders and maybe some candidates. And let's talk about this and some, some of the work group from the state capitol to come down. And maybe by the end of this month, we're going to be doing something like that to uh, kind of work out what that looks like. Because for small businesses, if we're going to pay into this system, then how do we make it uh, equitable for everybody and we want to make sure that their voice is at, at that table when that conversation is being held one of the one of the I think it's a misconception that happens in our media and maybe uh, with people out there in or just in our in our communities is that there's one thing called business mm-hmm. and that uh, the people that the big business, the, the lobbyists for big business speak for all business. Can, can you address that? Yeah, they tend to co-opt that messaging, and they try to make it sound like we represent all businesses. But the truth is, big businesses are very different from our small local businesses. Our small businesses are family members, and they usually hire family members, but they don't employ lots of people. But uh, small businesses are uh, have their own set of issues and s- own set of uh, demands and challenges that they have to face. And what I'm hearing... Uh, 
uh, happening right now is things like small business owners are spending almost all their time in their businesses because of struggling to keep the doors open. And so those are those are big challenges. And how do you hold your door, hold your doors open and maintain your family and keep all that balance all together? What are the major challenges that they face? Um, also, their challenges and taxing is a big one too, and how how they're getting taxed for um, for employees for um, all the the tax system is not really. Uh, against them so we're trying to figure out how to push back on those places too so you mean the big tax cut that cut taxes for the biggest businesses yeah. in the world wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't a yeah, huge boon yeah. for small businesses it didn't do anything for them and it really didn't yeah it was it didn't do enough to to help out that small business owner so they made it sound like it was going to help small businesses but really it didn't do anything like that and fully and we fully expect more big tax cuts to come to to our healthcare systems and social services and if they're going to cut all that stuff then who's going to pay the price for that and where are we going to make up that extra money these are issues that we all have to face as a community and as a small business we have to make sure that they have that voice when we're when we're trying to figure out the resolution or solutions to those ideas to those issues and, and what what counts as a small business like what's a small business versus a big business well the way we define it is anybody who's a local business it could be a franchise too if it was if that was a case but it's there's not like a specific number that says you have to have under 50 employees or whatever but Generally, we're looking at somebody who has probably under 10 employees. And we also identify as uh, sole proprietor businesses, single p- folks who uh, work out of home or somebody who works in healthcare or childcare. These are small business owners, too. So we want to make sure that their voice is held up there, too. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah. Um, you know, that a, a childcare worker is a, is a small business. But I guess that makes, I guess it makes yeah. sense when you really think about it. And then um, here in Central Oregon, we also have a lot of uh, uh, tech companies who hire people who work out of home. So that's a big growing uh, industry here in our town. So small businesses are people who do contract work like that as well. That's an expanded definition. Mm-hmm. So um, how do small businesses elevate their voices to compete with the high-paid lobbyists and big media machines that the that the biggest companies have can bring to bear. Yeah, well, like all those challenges, how do we how do we uh, fight those those places? Basically, that is is just building the collective voice of the communities. And one of the goals of the Main Street Alliance here in Central Oregon is to bring a collective voice here in Central Oregon and bring that to the statewide. So there's voices from all over the state talking about what their issues are and their priorities. We're bringing that here. But when you put all those voices together, there's going to be a lot of... uh, that's a big. That's a bread and butter for our staters, our small businesses. So putting those voices together and getting them heard in our state capital is part of that work that we do, so that the legislators know what the people are asking and what they want, what they what they we're looking for as small business owners. So, and uh, the other thing is look at also the other allies in small businesses. Right now, there's going to be some big issues with the uh, with the cannabis industry and what that looks like and what is going to happen there. And do the big. Uh, the big tobacco companies, do they want to come in and try to co-opt this work? How do we uh, have that discussion about what the cannabis industry looks like in our communities? And how do we hold that up as a community member or discuss that as, uh, in, in a whole? So how do we support those folks if we need to or not? I mean, these are conversations that our communities need to have and and put that voice up and not let politicians and big and big tobacco companies come in and co-opt that kind of messaging or, or that business or that industry. That does seem to be something that happens. We have a small business that's very successful, 
Um, I don't want to name names here in the town, but we know a few of them. And then yeah. some huge business comes in and buys them. Yeah. Um, and then I guess they're they're not necessarily a member of our small business community anymore, or maybe they are. I don't know. Um, but they also face challenges, and like in that case, for example, when you come in with a lot of resources and funding, and you f- with a big backer, as, in that sense, you are competing against these micro economies or these small businesses, but with a lot more money and a lot more resources. So what happens is you you can wipe out your competition because you've come in with a lot with a lot more to do that. So so that's a very big challenge for our small businesses is to keep those folks at bay, or at least make sure to hold them up to. So we don't uh, push out our small businesses, as we say. All right. We're speaking with Greg Delgado, who is a community organizer for Main Street Alliance, a a very busy man. And we're going to take a a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about small businesses here and also about um, small businesses and community working together on certain issues. All right, Greg, we we were talking a lot about what the Main Street Alliance does with regard to small businesses and elevating yeah. their voices. Um, you also do work with community issues that aren't limited to small businesses. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. What are some of those issues? Well, one thing, uh, another part of the Main Street Alliance, I'm going to really quick put this in there because it fall, rolls into that. Okay. We, we're also working to help uh, build, support uh, communities of color and women to uh, create small businesses. So this is a big part of what I do because I one of the things is I do a lot of advocacy for immigrant rights and we are so blessed to be in a community that our, our faith community, a lot of our allies in our community are working really hard on immigration now. And I remember like nine, ten years ago, now nobody was working on these issues so this is a community that has taken this on as part of their who we are as a, as a community and i really appreciate that and our next step is how do we pr- create space for our immigrant communities to be able to live and thrive in our communities as well along with all of us and part of that is uh giving opportunities to start businesses to own homes and build futures you know um majority of our, co- our community members here are 80 uh, percent of us over 80 percent make under thirty thousand a year um, we need to find a place to make sure our kids have a place, roots here. We're not just renting. We're uh, part of this community and, and contribute in that space. So what we're doing with Main Street Alliance is one of the projects that we're doing is um, how to create uh, support small businesses and create funding and create access to that for communities of color and also do things in different languages so that we can, for like in Spanish, for family folks who who don't speak English to get help them through the processes of opening businesses in that sense. But uh, as we're talking, immigration is a big issue right now and a, a huge one for, our, for our nation, us as a nation. And I am, we are very fortunate that we live in Central Oregon where our folks here are working really hard and looking in their hearts and their souls to think about and, do, and act through that action. And so um, like we just recently had our state rep- uh, senator, Jeff Merkley, down at the border, um, and it was a Walmart, a nonprofit organization. He asked to go see about these children that were incarcerated over there. They would not let him in there, and that was a very uh, and actually they threatened. They called the police on him. And a state senator at a nonprofit at a, at the border trying to figure out what's happening with these children that are incarcerated. Um, it's a pretty scary deal. But I would like to say that Jet Senator Merkley is uh, stepping up bravely and powerfully to help out and and put bring a voice to these issues, and uh, I thank him hugely for that. And I wish that everybody who's listening would thank him as well, because it's a it's a tough place to speak about these issues. Um, most people will walk away from it or avoid it, and he doesn't. He went straight forward and and did something about it. But we are going to be facing a lot more uh, hassle. Uh, excuse me, more. Uh, 
terror, I'm going to call it, here in our community because uh, with the TPS, our, our president has just uh, removed that for the people from Nicaragua. And what, is, what is the TPS? Temporary protective status. People who are facing um, uh, uh, environmental disasters or political uh, oppression or, or famine or uh, violence get a, uh, will, can apply for a temporary protective status. And there's over 200,000, I think, uh, people from Central America, and, and not, well, just from uh, Nicaragua, that are going to, that he just said, no more t- temporary practice, protective status. And many of these people have already established themselves here and uh, have been contributing to the system for over 20 years. And he's just saying, you know, you're not, not even an access to, to a path to citizenship. And never in the history of America have we ever denied a TPS us an access to citizenship. And we now have, have over half a million Salvadorans in the same situation. We have Haitians in that. People from all over the world, mostly these third world countries, fourth world countries, who, who have faced some disasters or some political turmoil. And we're not, it doesn't look like there's going to be a path to citizenship for them. So not only are we facing this crisis with the border and these children, we're going to be facing these. these our families and our community members are going to be pulled from our communities and ripped from this community. And the way that this president's doing it and not even get caring about our children, that's a really scary space. It's a very scary to think we as Americans don't give a darn about children and, and the, the vulnerability of these kids and we're not protecting the rights of these kids once they're on U.S. soil. We're treating them like, just like, it's inhumane what's happening there. A real lack of compassion. Absolutely lack of compassion. What happened to our compassion as a nation? And I think we need to put that back up, and we need to hold our leadership accountable for that, all of them, and ask anybody who is not being mindful of human beings, not just because you're American, but as a human being, we need to hold that up as a nation and say we're more than just a nation. We're, we have a compassion as human beings, and we need to hold that. It, it appears that we're going to have to wrestle that in with democracy as well. Well, I think putting compassion and uh, integrity and ethics back in our democracy is where we need to go. That's our next step because it's not just about the immigrant rights issue. It's about what we're doing as a nation, where we're evolving from a place of of, uh, of disregarding uh, ethics, empathy, compassion, humanity. All of those things are off the table now, and we need to put them back on the table and demand that they stay on the table because the way the leadership is running this nation right now, all that's off the table, and they think it's okay. And I don't think my fellow Americans see that that's okay. I don't think most Americans would agree with that. I think uh, we have a lot. I think we have a lot to offer as a a nation and as a world, but to the world, but we need to make sure that we – take back our leadership and take back our democracy stop the hypocrisy <laughs> yeah all right uh you're listening to the tuesday point on kpov 88.9 fm i'm bruce morris with steve schaefer we're speaking with greg delgado uh we're getting into some big picture <laughs> issues yeah, here i'll, I'll bring it with, back <laughs> with Greg. no this is great greg is always very eloquent and and speaks well on on these on these matters uh we have been talking about a lot of things lack of compassion empathy ethics we were speaking about immigration what are some of the things that uh, local folks are doing uh, about the immigration issues? Well, we have a great community group, a neighbor love cohort of faith communities. And our churches, are, many of our churches, our Christian community, are, are getting together and they're building social justice groups and they're networking with each other and supporting. And one of the most amazing things is recently they went to the Dallas in North and on, on the Columbia 
over two, three hundred of them went down there to, to this private prison where there was, uh, they're incarcerating uh, undocumented people in this prison. It's, and it was a very top secret way to do it. But they're being mistreated, and these people were on a, uh, are fasting or on hunger strikes over there. But a bunch of people from Central Oregon through the churches went over there to, to support in solidarity with them and to raise awareness that that prison there is holding people, uh, that private prison is holding undocumented people here in our state. So that's one huge step that I think that they have been taking on that. But the other one is having these deep conversations within the communities about what it means to be a uh, a Christian who loves and respects the neighbors, what it means what to be an immigrant, and how to change that dialogue to from that place of humanity, bring it back to that humanity. And I love to see that because uh, this is a... Uh, People digging and working really hard internally, but as a community to organize and put that, hold up that value and say that we are not this as a community. And I think that's the change that we need to see as a nation to see how that kind of, how we take each community one at a time and hold those values up. Right. We had these big picture issues and ultimately they get addressed at the local level. Yeah. One community at a time, one person at a time, uh, yeah. one, one group at a time. Yeah. Um, we have another issue that may be coming up in the ballot in Oregon uh, related to immigration, and that's IP an issue of Petition 22, right? Yeah. Greg knew where I was going. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, does Main Street Alliance have a position on that? Oh, yet? absolutely. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to fight that tooth and nail. That's one okay. of our priorities, especially for our communities of color. Uh, we feel that this is gonna, this is a very... Uh, uh, hateful ballot. It's what it's going to do is uh, create a movement around the people who are anti-immigrant because uh, removing sanctuary city from our state of Oregon is going to be a, is is um, is it's just going to it's pandering to a far right community who does not want immigration. Who is fa- is pandering to the most extreme? So, so just, can we just back up just for a second? What what would I, uh, initiative petition twenty two? Oh, excuse do? me. That's right. Uh, initiative uh, petition twenty two is is they're gathering signatures to put on our ballot to stop the sanctuary city that is a law that we have, a sanctuary state that Oregon has had for over 20 years. So what they're trying to do is end that and terminate that. And today we found out that the council of mayors was was threatened with arrest, and Ted Wheeler spoke publicly, they were threatened with arrest for being sanctuary cities. So on the federal level, Sessions has actually called them out and threatened them to arrest these mayors for doing that. So it's a big issue, and it's coming from the top right now about where that is. So we're going to see a lot of um, – it, and it's it's based – it's it, what it's designed to do is mobilize the base of uh, the, the extreme right community. So we're we're ready for that, and we're going to work really hard to educate folks around what that means and how to defend that as a state. Because yeah. that's a that's a that's something that the states have a right to do, but the Fed is trying to push in, uh, come in, and, and and bully our our communities around this this issue. So we have to stand up and push back on that. All right, and why does Main Street Alliance oppose to IP twenty two? Well, because when it comes to um, Issues of sanctuary, uh, our communities, we all believe that we are all welcome. This is, we are a welcoming community and we're a welcoming state. And I think that part of that is saying that we're not here to oppress our community members or our immigrants. We're here to work together and welcome everybody here and treat people with dignity and respect. And that's, that's why we all strongly believe that that, that law is not doing that. That law is oppressing people and that law is, um, I mean, removing it would be oppressive. Removing that law would be um, not beneficial to any of our communities because it would allow people to say, um, you're not welcome here. And that's not who we are.
running out of time. If businesses and small businesses and, and that broad definition you gave were, you know, like people who are independent contractors yeah, or you yeah. know, maybe consider small businesses, uh-huh. if they would like to find out how to how to maybe join Main Street Alliance or get more information about it, how do they do that? You can uh, look at MainStreetAlliance.org or you can call me directly, Greg Delgado, 541-390-6213. Then you can always reach me there. So uh, anytime. Again, I'll repeat it. It's 541 541- Three nine zero six two one three or mainstreetalliance.org. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you very much, uh, Greg Delgado, for joining us. Well, and, thank you and for having us, me. as always. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.